Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. This is Melissa Freidenberg here. We are starting season two of our weekly Money Wisdom podcast. And in this season, we are going to be mixing it up a bit and doing some episodes with guest speakers and some episodes with Melissa Joy and I. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing today? Great, Melissa. I'm so excited about the new season. Well, time has flown because we launched our podcast really in the month of March and we're already 25 episodes in. I think we've learned a lot and had a lot of fun along the way, and we have some great ideas for this new season. Absolutely. We had covered some great topics, but there's just so much that we can explore and share with people, and the feedback has been fabulous. I had some friends who said they would love to do a podcast, but they just couldn't keep the topics coming. And I think we've got the opposite. We've got some terrific episodes lined up, and that's just for the next you know, couple months. But there's more to come. So thank you to all our listeners for coming along for the ride. Welcome to season two, episode one of 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. On this episode, it's Melissa Freidenberg and Melissa Joy. We are going to talk about five financial things to do before the end of the year. Well, we have been in a historic year. It is pandemic. There's a huge recession markets have been resilient. So there are a lot of opportunities. And I think that that it is very timely to pay attention and do a little financial homework. So this topic is really meant to be timely as of August 2020. So the first thing that we want to talk about is something that I'm sure all of you have top of mind, budget and cash flow. 2020 is a year where almost every but everyone's either spending habits or income has changed. And with that, comes the need to evaluate and determine, you know, what's working well, what needs to be adjusted. And then also you may need to kind of run through different scenarios as to what you will do as the world changes along with, you know, news and society. I've even noticed my own um, spending has fluctuated in different waves of the pandemic. I mean, in the beginning, there was that panic of like, oh my gosh, we've got to save money. What happens if somebody loses a job? And so there was like no spending. And then, I don't know, maybe about halfway through, I just decided to, um, you know, start scrolling and shopping for clothes and stuff I don't need. Just kind of like, well, if the world's ending, I might as well have some nice comfy clothes, right? Important to revisit that budget and kind of reevaluate, you know, now that your spending has changed and people aren't traveling or they're not um, gassing up their cars for work. There's certainly room to kind of reevaluate what you are spending money on and maybe opportunities for additional savings. I agree with you. I, When I look at circumstances for me a line of demarcation is back to school because we have school age kids in michigan in the summer you kind of try to soak up as much life as possible because there's a natural hibernation that occurs in winters where life is just different and so we've had those months kind of coinciding with a reopening of the economy but now we have a pandemic and certain limitations to our life and and the economy that seems to be 
enduring at least for a while longer. So my focus has been to plan for September through the winter and really have a good handle on where expenditures are, what has changed and what is adjusting. And I would encourage people to do a couple things. I think reviewing where you've been spending and if there are surprises or disappointments, making a commitment to yourself to make some adjustments. And there may also may be some kind of high fives or some achievements that you want to, you know, know about. But it's so easy because things have been changing so quickly and time seems to be very elastic to just not have the knowledge of what's going on in your day to day. Right. And I have I've talked to a few clients and some friends of mine who, when looking at their budget and what they're planning on spending, who maybe feel that uh, the worst of it is behind us. So they're either using their stimulus check or some additional savings to do home renovations. I do think it's important for people to still think about the what if possibilities of someone were to still lose their job or work hours are to be reduced. Uh, again, if we see another, um, you know, kind of step back or additional outbreak as the weather turns, you know, still to have that, um, that spending under control, if you will, which leads to our, yes. our next one. <laughs> it leads to topic number two, which is, I think it's really important. And the last year has shown why that you have emergency reserves on hand. So having cash can be an incredible magical resource in a time of change. And so often that's an intention that just seems so challenging to be able to achieve. Um, how do you suggest that people pull together their emergency reserves, Melissa? Well, as far as pulling it together, I think so many, and, and myself included, I can fall into this. If it's there, if it's in the checking account, it's earmarked as spending, right? So it's available for spending. So I think out of sight, out of mind, if you must, and I'm so surprised at how many people don't have a separate savings account, but you must put it in an account that you don't have an ATM card to, and really that is earmarked for exactly that emergencies. So if you notice that you have a little bit more in your checking account and maybe you are living paycheck to paycheck or buying things with whatever was excess at the end of the month, make sure to move that into an actual separate account and make sure that you have at least six months um, you know, of emergency savings in there. I always suggest too that you set a longer term goal for the amount you want in emergency reserves as well as an incremental goal. It can be really challenging if you decide you need 10,000 on hand or 20,000 on hand and you're looking at you know money in money out each month really with not much left over so rather than just going on that ultimate fasting diet of trying to get to the finish line super quickly how what would be reasonable for you to get to $2,000 in a savings account how many days would that be 60 days 90 days so talking through the numbers and getting a realistic way to get to the incremental stages makes it much more achievable in my experience for you to be able to get to an emergency reserve. Yeah, that's great advice. Cause I feel like often people just give up on it because it is like you said, unattainable. So if you start even just with a couple hundred dollars a month and um, that'll add up in just a few months. Agreed. So another timely suggestion for us, and this is advice number three, is to look at the interest rates for any liabilities that you have and consider refinancing 
if it makes sense. Now there's some calculations that are involved, but we're at or near historic lows when it comes to interest rates. What have you been thinking about on this topic? That Yeah, that's excellent. I, I know um, I've been looking at every client's situation with their mortgage and if refi makes sense, uh, people are now refining with rates under 3% on 30 year, which is just unheard of. So, right. So your home mortgage, home mortgage. If you look at your mortgage inter- interest rate, even if you refi in the last two or three years, you still may be able to get additional savings. And I think it's also important to think about if your current mortgage payment is still reasonable for you and your family, you may want to look at even refining to a 15 year. So at these rates, it may not even be a difference in your monthly payment, but you're actually paying it off faster. So if you have a 30 year fixed mortgage and you switch to a 15 year at today's rates, you may be able to pay off your mortgage faster with the same monthly payment, which a lot of my clients have actually been able to come close to doing recently. That's great. And just looking at the numbers, as recently as November of 2018, interest rates were nearly 5%. So it just depends because there were some time periods where interest rates were getting close to where they're they're at now. It depends on when you most recently put together your mortgage and closed on it. Um, But it's all in the numbers. So there's a couple other considerations that I would um, suggest that people make. How long are you going to be in the property? So there are some costs to making an adjustment in your mortgage and refinancing. You want to make sure that those costs will be outweighed by the benefit longer term and also your general financial circumstances. What else is changing? You don't want to continually pile on and extend out the term of your mortgage. So it's always better to crunch the numbers and that's something we can help you with. Absolutely. So then additionally, I think that one of the things I'm talking with people a lot about a lot is And this especially is for the generation that's baby boomers, maybe the younger baby boomers who are nearing retirement. What does retirement look like and their job, their ability to do their job in during a pandemic may be changing or desire to do that job just because of safety and health. So the fourth kind of thing to do would be to update your retirement snapshot. And I've been getting a lot of calls on this, people wondering, saying, you know, I don't feel safe going back to work or my job, you know, has been remote, but we're talking about going back in the fall. And that's so important to look at, to outweigh, um, to look at those risks potentially um, with COVID and then look at, am I on pace? If I retire a few years earlier, what does that look like? You may be wondering, well, how do I know? The way that we do things is we put information into software and we also and we evaluate and analyze the amount you can spend during retirement based on both your assets your income sources whether they're social security or a pension and then your needs you know what are your personal circumstances and what are your desires during retirement it sounds complicated but this is what we do day in day out so we're used to having those conversations But if you don't run those numbers, then you may be making retirement decisions a little bit blind. Now, if people are considering retirement and want to look at what that may look like, what sort of information do they need to figure out or gather before reaching out? Well, you definitely need your, you know, balance sheet. So what assets do you own? What liabilities do you have? I'd also love to hear about what your current income is. So then we can show you you know, if you wait a year, here's the impact, here's the impact if we retired right away, so we can give you different options. 
you're going to want to grab your social security statement from the social security site so that there's information about that. If you have any other income sources, we're definitely going to want to look at those as well. And then tell us what you plan to do. So if you're going to downsize your house or maybe buy a second home or travel, you know, all of the, you know, kind of incidentals, we want to hear about that so that we can really map that out as we help you to make decisions and analyze your current circumstance. Yeah. And I think that's so important too, as you mentioned, you know, sometimes things change, look at what, you know, you've been dealt with this pandemic here and potentially people forced to retire early because maybe their job is no longer or um, their income levels have changed. However, there are adjustments that can be made when you say, what does your retirement look like? Maybe you downsize, right? Or maybe you you retire now, but you live on less income or travel less than you had planned on. So there are ways to make adjustments. And that's really where I think financial planning can help figure out how to make it possible and still be able to not outlive your income. Financial planning is really built to be something that's adaptable and flexible when built correctly. So if you're already working with a retirement plan. It's really about adjustment. And if you are, if you are that person who's flying a little bit blind and you're just hearing these this information now and realizing, oh, that sounds like a good idea to have that information before I make those big decisions, well, then go ahead and get started. Work with a financial planner so that you can kind of see your options and go from there. That's great advice. So number five, I think we're in a pandemic. There's a health emergency around the world and estate planning has come up. I know I heard a teacher friend who said she went to a back to school meeting and was told to get your wills and trusts in order by administrators, which is shocking to me. But also on the back of my mind, it's something that we've been talking about a little bit. In fact, we devoted one of our first episodes to estate planning during coronavirus. So we can reference that episode in our show notes, but get your documents in order. Absolutely. And it's scary to think that, you know, that's what we're facing when when teachers are facing back to school decisions in person versus remote, regardless of whether you're you know, even if you're just going to the grocery store, the truth is that we don't know what can happen. So you might as well be prepared for whatever could happen. So if you've been putting it off, now is an excellent time to look at it and really figure out if the worst were to happen to you, is your family taken care of? It's so true. I was driving in the at the end of June this summer and unexpectedly hit from behind out of the blue and had a bad car accident, got hit by a semi-truck after that and ended up on the side of the road, fortunately okay, with just some whiplash and a tiny scratch on my finger. But one of the first things I thought about, which is probably the nature of my job, was, oh my gosh, I have everything in order, actually. Thank goodness, because because who knows what could have happened in this. And that's morbid, but this is an evergreen topic. It's not just about what to do during a pandemic. But why not now if you do have that estate planning on your to-do list? Absolutely. So just to recap, the five things, go over your budget, (laughs) emergency savings, potentially looking at refining and what your current interest rate is on your mortgage and, of course, on other any other debt that you may have, looking at a retirement snapshot, and then make sure that your estate planning is done. And now these are general, you know, kind of some of the topics that we're seeing most with people. But keep in mind, when you do financial planning, when you work with a financial planner, 
the advice and the list is specific and personal to you. So this doesn't kind of get you out of other work and other to-dos, but these are some of the biggies that we're seeing right now. We hope that you find these tips helpful. And again, we will put some resources in the show notes. And if you'd like to reach out to us or schedule an appointment with Melissa or Melissa, the best way to reach us is our website at www.pearlplan.com. And you can schedule an appointment right there. Thanks for listening. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter, also found on our website.